0: the first order is just the door opening right And one of my pillars that i lean into every day is consistency and i think that has to go into a client relationship earning the first order only provides you a platform to speak to move into steps further than that you have to continue with touch points with education with you have to continue to educate and cross sell and allow them to understand that we have a podcast, we have in-house production, we do a lot of things different than the industry, right? And it will take time. It might not be an immediate win today, but those types of conversations and those types of educational points is what will lead you to developing relationships, moving on towards larger projects, to opening up another section of a corporation. It creates a big difference being an advisor versus being a transactional rep. Mm.
1: I like that. Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back at it again. You are in the Club powered by Club Colors. I am fired up today. I'm always fired up when I do these episodes. Maybe I need to change that. That intro, but I kind of like it. I like being fired up because I'm here with Jason Heiss and Mr. Adam Stozinski. You know, Miss Stow. These are the division managers for Club Colors. Yes, this is the Sales Leadership Roundtable. It's been too long, fellas. You are back. It's good to be back. We are back. Welcome To the show, thank you as always for joining us so much has been going on.
2: Yes, thanks for having us. It's uh, great to be back. You got a beautiful new studio here. Beautiful
1: new studio. And uh, we're very grateful for that. So we also have a beautiful new headquarters. There's been a lot going on. There's been a lot going on. And there's been a lot that you've had to manage through. Uh, Obviously, you know, there is a momentum that happens with salespeople. They like to get into a groove. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you factor in that we've gone through this transition into a new headquarters, mm-hmm. which is amazing, and our sales team helped us to be able to achieve that and accomplish that. Um, there's also been some you know challenges with that that we have worked through. So talk a little bit about not only the transition to the new headquarters and how that opens up opportunity, but some of the process of scaling that you're working on as we speak. Adam, why don't you go ahead first?
2: God, I love that word headquarters. It really is. Uh, it's a headquarters. Right? I mean, it's a it's a big building. Yes, it's pretty badass if you ask yeah, me. It's, it's badass. It's awesome. <laughs> it um, is. Yeah, I mean, we've gone through a lot. It's been a, a pretty big transition here from our quaint little home that we've been so used to for many, many, many years. Um, and coming to this, um, I mean, state-of-the-art facility has been a a really fun time, um, but also a lot of work, um, just keeping our, our heads on, um, on the goal here, especially during our busiest time of the year, right? These next few months, August through basically Thanksgiving is, uh, when we're our busiest. So, um, it's, it's been, uh, a pretty fun time trying to get everyone on the same page here to start to feel at home. I think I said today during our uh, belt ceremony, it really starts to feel at home now. I mean, we've been here for what, two months? Um, but I, th- I think just getting back into our daily routines and really making sure that, uh, we're getting on track is, is super important.
1: You know, you don't feel like you're in a new home until you put a hole in the wall. I think <laughs> we need to, I think we need to like mark up the carpet. Somebody needs to spill a drink on the carpet <laughs> or we need to put a hole in the drywall, have mom and dad yell at us. And then it kind of feels like we've left our mark here, but you're right. It's like two months in, this place is immaculate And uh, everyone is is uh, really inspired by the fact that we're in this new building and that we earned the right to be here, if you will. I think that's a real accomplishment. We've kind of earned the opportunity to be here. But speaking of the belt ceremony, Jason, one of your team members, went ahead and took control of that belt for the month of July. The way that we work our belt ceremony is it's the top performer in sales for the month. The next month, once the final numbers come out, we have a ceremony they get a championship sales belt. It's like a wrestling or boxing championship belt. It's pretty cool. And it's not about the belt. It's more about the message, right? And telling the story of how they achieve that success and that success ultimately is not only, you know, their, their outcomes, but it's the impact that they had on clients. You don't get to be the best in our industry. Anyways, you don't get to be the best on accident. Like clients have to fully buy into and have events and want you to participate in, the execution of that event. So you really have to have unbelievable service. You have to become an extension of the brand. Talk to us a little bit about how your top performer was able to achieve that this month.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting how, um, our top performers are relentless in curiosity, Mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think in the ability of being tenacious against taking the no, yeah. It's so easy to be shut down and to say there's not an opportunity here, right? Um, and finding new avenues, right? So if you believe that you have your top um, contacts, right, your, your influencers, the people that will help you grow within your existing organization, most times they are great. Mm-hmm. And they are wonderful at promoting you and the company, but the ability to... Um, look beyond that and to really deliver a new message to new folks and a new audience is how that really grows. And that's exactly what happened with the current belt winner yeah. is that curiosity, tenaciousness. And I think just the willingness to always dig for another level and not accepting the no. Yeah. I think a lot of what you're saying
1: to, to sorry, Adam, I, I didn't know you were going to jump in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did I interrupt?
1: Shocking. Um, I think a lot of what you're saying is, a company or a buyer is only going to buy so many tumblers. They're only going to buy so many right. t-shirts, right? you like that it, even though uh, there's an opportunity at every single company we have to work with multiple buyers, the buyer you're d- dealing with directly might only go to the well on that particular type of product so many times. So you have to constantly be introducing new ideas. That's why we call our folks advisors and not uh, account managers. We don't want them to be order takers. We want them to be constantly advising because we're in the know, right? We're, we're talking to the suppliers that are coming up with innovation and new products and new ways to use that product to drive initiatives within a brand. So how do we? how do you stimulate the sales team to not fall into that pocket of, well, I could just go to this client. I know they're going to buy this Mm -hmm. and to introduce new things that potentially could get a no. Right. And, and to get them to overcome that fear while helping to build depth of partnerships.
2: Yeah. It's really important to be repetitive in the messaging to your clients. Right. Um, back when, when I was selling and even my best clients, the people you talk to over and over and over again, it takes five, six, 10 times to, for them to understand, hey, we don't just do t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Don't just do pens, right? I can really put your logo on everything. So those banners that you're buying and those bags and the special branding that you're doing in your office, yes, we can do all of it, but it takes many different touches to be able to have that finally click, that messaging click with your client, right? So it's um, it's in that follow-up, it's in, it's in every interaction that you're talking with them of, hey, I know we've been doing a lot of apparel. Did you know that we also do this, this, and this? Right. It's it's that that
1: repetitive messaging. It's funny that you say that. So like when I meet somebody on the golf course, right. And they're like, we should play again. I'm like, cool. Give me your number. Right. So I enter their name and it'd be like Adam from Bose Creek golf, (laughs) right? (laughs) Not not even their last name, but I can imagine that with a client, like you work with a client and they're like Jason t-shirt guy. Right. And then, and then when that number pops up, they see Jason t-shirt guy. Now it starts to be cemented in their brain that you're the t-shirt person, but we have nine million SKUs.
2: Yeah, and over the years, John, I mean, we've continued to evolve our obviously our suite of services and our marketing. I mean, way back when, what was our marketing? I think was the polo people. We wanted people to think of yeah. us yeah, for yeah. doing polos. But now, I mean, we we have so so many different uh, solutions that we can provide to our clients. We're trying to get that education out there of like we're not just the polo people. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think one of the things that made you know you and I so successful in our careers and building was the re-education over yeah. and over. And it feels monotonous at points. And you're like, why do I have to keep doing this? But I think that's the hardest piece of the industry is f- folks get to know you for one thing. Mm-hmm. And while you think they know more, they don't. And they like you, to your example, like they ingrain it to a specific. And it's very hard to break them out of that mold to understand that there is a one-stop resource here at Club Colors that can help you on both sides of branding and marketing Mm -hmm. to create a complete solution for you. And it's a, um, it it becomes monotonous, but it is something that it it truly takes time as a sales rep to understand that it has to be a constant game.
1: I think there's an understanding too. I went to the Sandler sales training. I think I Mm -hmm. told you guys about this. Like Mm I sat in and did the training and it was awesome. Sandler shout out to you. And one of the things they talked about is, the fact that salespeople have this belief that because they said it, the client remembers it. And um, there was a study done that in like a presentation that's 20 minutes long or something, like, and I'm paraphrasing um, that the, the folks in that meeting can only retain about 17% of what it is that you actually presented. So think about this, right? You spend a half hour presenting. You think, cause you're really good. <laughs> <laughs> they picked up a hundred percent of that. And then, so you, so they give you a yes, you do the order, you call them back. And the assumption is two weeks later, cause you did such a good job and you did such a good job in the presentation. They just remember everything you said before. So like, why aren't they now driving the conversation of all the other things that you, uh, that you offered up to them? Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is like, they only pick 17% that they hung on to. That was the thing they picked. They forgot all the stuff. Why? Cause they're busy. They're doing other stuff. So you're Right you have to constantly introduce new services and do it in a way that's not like overselling or over presenting or tell selling or like, Hey, we've got this to come. Like the guy who opens up the jacket with like, which (laughs) watch would you like? Right. You don't want to be that. Uh, But you certainly do want to dig in and truly understand what it is they're trying to achieve Mm -hmm. and then be able to offer up additional services. We call that sideways selling. Right. So speaking of that, there's been some scaling and growth, obviously, happening at Club Colors. We've added to our sales team. Um, what are you hearing right now in the marketplace? I mean, you guys are hearing from your sales team. You're hearing from the most important voices in our in our business, which is our clients. You're hearing from them. What is really connecting with them right now as it relates to promotional products, services, trends, things that will help to push their brand? What's really connecting with them, Jason?
0: So I think um, from a corporate perspective, I think a lot of companies are getting tied back into their core values and their initiatives. Interesting. And they're being slower and smarter about the decisions of what they're purchasing when it comes to go to market, right? Um, A big push or a common theme. And I think even on the college side, has been sustainability and being a little more Mm eco-conscious. We've seen that um, across numerous, whether it's RFPs to just a typical order, like people are thinking more about waste and how, while we need to brand and we need to market, we also need to be conscious of what happens after the fact. Mm -hmm. And so I think people are um, becoming smarter about the budget when it comes to spend. And I think, You know, COVID and pandemic, um, I think, really made folks look at the way that they are purchasing, marketing, and branding materials in a different light, and it's creating a different message now. Um, Some of it is proactive, some of it's reactionary. Still, it's a little across the board, but I think um, from a corporate perspective, they're definitely tying it into more core initiatives and values, Mm -hmm. and supporting and making you know building culture. Um, and then sustainability in eco-consciousness. Why do you
1: think the push for culture is so important right now? Is that, is that because of the, the remote hybrid move that was kind of forced on us that has not completely come back? And maybe HR and marketing and brand stewards and CEOs are recognizing that it is very difficult to maintain a balance of messaging, so they're so they're really buying into, they have to then make that a a primary focus.
0: Yeah, I mean, whether it's onboarding new, new hires or it's capturing their current audience of employees, um, you're seeing some of the biggest brands of the world when they pop up on. CNN, Yahoo, whoever, and they're still struggling to pull people back in, mm-hmm. right? So how do you build connection? How do you build influence? How, to, how do you build culture um, without creating some type of um, relationship with the employee? Yeah. So is it by um, tying that into a- When you say
1: relationship with the employee, you mean they're not right there in front of you. Correct. You can't go put your arm around them. Yes. So you almost have, a, have to schedule an appointment- To call them at home, I'm not saying they're not being productive, they're not working, but it's not the same as in the office where I can see the expression on your face and be like, yeah, even though it's scheduled, Yeah, Yeah. it's scheduled, they
0: know when they need to be on and vice versa,
1: right? So to offset that, you're seeing client, you're seeing companies, decision makers at brands saying, hey, look, we need to really push. You know, sending out messaging through promotional products and branded apparel and marketing solutions to really offset the fact that we can't just go up and put our arm around somebody. We need
0: to actually come up with a concept to do that now. Or I see um, two ways. I see it for companies that say, hey, we're still comfortable with um, folks being in a hybrid situation. So they're doing things to engage folks that are remote, right? Got it. And to be able to... Pull, at least make them feel like they're dragged back in. Other companies are saying, Hey, we're back in office and they're trying to attract folks back so in. They're
1: trying to get them to adopt they're the doing, idea of coming they're in.
0: They're doing adoption techniques where yeah. it's like, Hey, here's a kit to come back in. Here's a new, yeah. whatever. Like it, 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 it they're it's, pulling back the reins, but yeah. they don't want it to be punitive. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a, it's a multitude of ways. Um, it just sort of depends on their culture and yeah. And what the leadership is sort the of management uh, style. Yeah. Is, is telling them to do Um, And I think that's been the interesting thing is like every company we deal with in different um, corporate segments is doing it in a different fashion. And it depends on style of company. It depends on the state. It depends on what the regulations are. Like, it's been very interesting over the last two years. Adam,
1: is that a challenge for you guys? You know, I'm accustomed to prior to coming to Club Colors, right? You had kind of an, uh, an ICP. I knew who I was selling to. I knew who my buyer was. And I knew that I was selling one, two, or three different things. But for the most part, I almost always had the same point of entry. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, it didn't change much. The personality type of the buyer that I was dealing with, I had to figure out the want beyond the want. What was their pain? I had to figure out if they were analytical or if they were a driver and how to influence them into a decision. You have a unique situation in that you have, what, thousands of universities that you're working with. Yep. Within those thousands of universities, there might be thousands of buyers. Yep. Okay. So is that a, how, how do you overcome or how do you, how do you manage around the fact that you are dealing with so many different brands that want to manage their event calendar so differently? And there's so many different buyers wanting so many different things. How do you get your sales team? That's going to be tough to train people to sell in that fashion.
2: Yeah, It's tough, but um, I think we have a pretty good process of how we keep it all organized, right? So um, every college campus is going to work differently, right? You you might have a buyer that is your director. You might have a buyer that is an admin. You might have everything that goes through marketing, right? Every single campus is going to work differently. Every department is going to work a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's these campus maps that we really like to stick to to make sure that we Um, just know the hierarchy of that campus and and how it works. So it's a difficult, sure, but I think um, asking questions and, and, continuing to build those relationships is how we're able to keep it all straight.
1: So when you say maps, talk to us a little bit about that, because this is the sales leadership roundtable. So I have a feeling that people are going to see the title of this podcast. and They're going to be like, all right, sales leadership. Let's see how good their sales leaders are. Right. <laughs> so describe a little bit uh, what you mean by maps. So when, when you're when you're interacting with a university. Right. So the way that our industry works, you have to you have to get the license. Once you get the license, you essentially get permission, right, to play on campus. And from there, you might interact with the bookstore manager and then maybe one or two buyers. And from there, it's do great work, get referrals, build, build, build. And it's organic. Now, meanwhile, you're competing with four, five, six, ten 10 different companies that do something similar kind of cross in similarities of what we do that you're competing with, they're licensed as well. So talk a little bit about how you map that out to create the organic growth that you're looking for to become an extension of that many brands. You know, it's tough. If you had 10 clients, becoming an extension of 10 clients is hard. You have thousands. How do you have 20 salespeople that become an extension of that many brands? What's the map look like?
2: It's pretty interesting. I think um, the thing I always talk about, whether it's training or throughout um, just the sales process that we go through, it's right, be prepared, right? So a lot of the times I think people, um, whether it's to make a phone call or whether it's to jump on a, a meeting with a client, they're a little bit nervous because they're not prepared, right? So what do I mean by be prepared, that's click around the school's LinkedIn, click around their webpage, have something to talk about, right? Um, be in the game, be paying attention and have an invested interest of your client and of the business or the school or the company in general. Right. So those maps, what they look like, it's really an answer key for when you hop on a call. So when I hop mm-hmm. on a call with John Morris at club colors, right in the that map, guy's awesome. In the dude. Map that we I've have, talked I, to him. <laughs>
1: yes, he is. He's cool.
2: Right. It's a, it's that a PDF good. that we work to have all the answers for you. So I'm, I'm ready to share ideas to talk about who else I'm working with on that campus or in that company right? um, To have the titles of major departments all in front of me on uh, a couple different sheets, or it's like a five page uh, PDF that we, that we have as an organizational chart. So I am prepared, right? So when I get an incoming call and I see that on my ID, I can pull up real quick, double click on the PDF, have it in front of me. So I'm ready to prepare and prepare to share stories. I'm able to drop names that people have worked with, right? You don't, not everyone's going to have. So you don't that. wing it. Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you imagine, um, if the airline pilot for your flight was like, we're going to wing it. Hey, uh, uh, this is your pilot. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I did no preparation today. Didn't look at a map. We're going to go ahead and wing it. I'm not sure where you're going, but uh, you're going wherever we're going. So uh, enjoy the peanuts unless you have an allergy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, so what you're saying essentially is you are navigating road mapping out that, that campus, the buyer's what it is, what are their tendencies? What are the things they like? The personality types of the folks that you're interacting with. And you're essentially compiling that not only from a Club Colors version of like, these are the things that we really should be talking to this client about, but also from each buyer's perspective of how they like to buy, how they like to be spoken with, what are their tendencies? What events are they in charge of? How do you make them the heroes, what you're ultimately trying to do, right?
2: Yeah, because we've all been on those calls, right? When uh, someone asks you and you're not really ready and say, hey, who else do you work with? Or what other projects have you done? And then your answer is like, oh, it's, uh, you know, uh, John in the, uh, you know... I- if you don't remember right now, it's like, yeah. that's embarrassing. And that's not a great sale to understand mm. your client. You're not in the game, right? But if you can have that in front of you, it's like, oh yeah, I actually, uh, John Morris, Jason Heist, do a bunch of work with both of them. And you can talk about those things. They don't kind of know that you have this answer key in front of you, right? But making sure that you have those answers ready and um, can talk intelligently to your clients. Because like you said, on a college campus, there's so many different buyers. There's hundreds, there's thousands mm, of buyers yeah. on some of these campuses. It's crazy! You're not expected to know every one of them, but if you sound like you know every one of them, I can sell it in pretty good.
1: Well, to your point, we put a major focus on creating demand as an organization. We put a lot of focus into, as folks know, we're doing a podcast right now. So, right, that's to try and create some, yep. some attention. We put a lot of focus into our website. We put a lot of focus into kind of sharing internally what we're doing with the world. Are we great at it? Not yet, but it's coming. We're getting better every day. Uh, but there is, there is no such thing as a finished product, right? It's fluid. With that being said, you know, um, most of our business is not necessarily coming from that. Our business is coming from word of mouth, right? And that has a lot to do with that map process that you're talking about. So referrals are always the best way to grow and we're growing. But, um, you know, the biggest driver of that is the energy that we put into a partnership. So talk a little bit about how you talk to your sales team about the energy and the kind of the brand presence that they should have with their client through the whole process. I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that sales is you make the sale and, and then you're done. Our process is that first sale or second or third means very, very, very incremental impact to the total partnership, mm-hmm. Right. So for us, it's about a consistent communication and really understanding the client and becoming an extension of the brand. So how are you, you know, creating an energy within your team to continue that process and really extend the depth of the partnership?
0: Yeah. So I think to your point, the the first order is just the door opening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my pillars that. I lean into every day is consistency. And I think that has to go into a client relationship. Earning the first order only provides you a platform to speak, right? But to move into steps further than that, you have to continue with touch points, with education, with um, like we talked about in the previous topic, folks, maybe they only know you for polos, right? You have to continue to educate and cross sell and allow them to understand that we have a podcast. We have um, in-house production. We do a lot of things different than the industry, right? And it will take time. It might not be an immediate win today, but those types of conversations and those types of educational points is what will lead you to developing relationships, to moving on towards larger projects, to opening up another section of a corporation or talking to somebody new, it it, it creates a big difference being an advisor versus being a um, transactional rep. We've made a big push to Jason. Um, the clients that we
1: have on the corporate side have been partners for an extended period of time. I mean, we really have a great understanding of them. And what we recognize was we really are, ready mm-hmm. to put a focus into bringing on additional uh, program accounts, right? Correct. And we could, we couldn't put emphasis into it until we had a team of salespeople, brand advisors mm-hmm. that we felt could handle the advisement of premium clients at the level that we handle our current ones, right? Uh, your current clients should never suffer because you decide to scale. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I think it was really important for us to figure out, like, how do we scale, maintain extremely high service levels, but scale in a way on the, on the corporate side, especially where we're bringing in clients that really jive with us. So Joe Tomo, I got to give a shout out to Joe Tomo. Joe's Joe, a, Joe yeah. Is, nice. Joe was a guest on the podcast. One of the nicest men you'll ever meet. And Joe is the head of sales for Convincely convincingly has been awesome for us They're they're a way of gamifying our website they're a way of helping to use algorithms and ai to understand who's looking at our website and why are they looking at it and to get them to engage further and that's turned into lead generation with probably the warmest leads that we've ever had because they're not a cold call that's random to somebody who's not ready it's somebody who saw, who saw content, maybe a podcast, maybe content on LinkedIn, whatever, or, or went to our website through Google, whatever the way was. They came on the website. There was some gamification, some keywords. They then became intrigued, tapped in, became um, interested enough to fill out some information, and that lead comes to you, and then your team immediately reaches out to those folks and says, how are you? It's great to meet you. It looks like you've you've done some investigation on these key things. Some of the best leads we've ever had. So by the way, organizations, brands out there, Joe Tomo, send a DM to me. I'll get you in contact with him. It's been fantastic. Talk to me a little bit about some of the new opportunities that have come in and just the energy that has created for the Club Colors brand and for the kind of the future of where we're going. There's some great brands that have come in and they're looking for, a multitude of different things. They haven't come in with one one thing where it's like all T-shirts, right? It's all a multitude of different things they've they've been interested in.
0: Yeah, it's honestly a um, super interesting topic because in the past I feel like um, our lead generation for the corporate division was very um, sporadic. We were doing logo challenge mm-hmm. and a lot of things that while we did get interest, it was not servicing our time probably in the best way. Yeah. Um, but this new tool that we've injected has um, captured an audience that is active. and Captive. Yes, captive and interested, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've put in a process to where um, it isn't just only a rep reaching out, right? We have myself, you have our key accounts managers hopping in in the first 24 hours, initiating phone calls and emails of saying, we are so excited to, like, to talk to you because you've reached out. The idea being that we shut down the competition in that time frame because we've been the first at the table and mm-hmm. said, you find you found the right spot. Yeah, We are your
1: resource. We're your answer.
0: Like, this is it.
1: Yeah, and, that's cool. And I
0: think beating the rest and in, in kiboshing any objections and questions or wherever right off the bat, that was our, our, our game, right? So um, within the short time frame we've injected this new resource, I think it's been... Um, very interesting for our company to utilize technology because we have not done things of this nature in the past. Um, but landing two new contracts, um, we've been landing the opportunities right yeah. within the requests are
1: larger in value. Interesting, right? Because the just so folks understand the way that we work is. You, we have to get tra- we have to do transactions first in order to earn the right to get to the contract Correct. so for us to have contract come in before transaction is extremely rare right Correct. like we're almost like people want to can I can I try the strawberry first <laughs> you know what I mean people want that sample spoonful first before the they're gonna be like give me a sugar cone of that bad yep. boy double scoop right so um This has been cool because it has been folks coming in going, let's talk at a higher level. Our outreach traditionally has gotten us to the point where it's like, let's do 10 transactions. And then it gets to the right person. Like this is 10 in a row. They just killed. I mean, just absolutely crushed it. No arguments, no challenges, no problems, efficient, fast premium. So they go, all right, now you got a shot.
0: This has been interesting because it's been like, you got a shot, like right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, it's restricted. Whoa. Yeah, so it's been a complete 180 in the sense of um, active and captive audience, and I think the coolest thing has been the um, instant, um, I think, communication, and when the reaction happens of, we you can do that, and you can do that, and, Mm. and the answers are all there. Um, it completely changes the narrative to who, they're, who they should speak to and who they should go to. Right? Well, it changes the conversation
1: Correct. too, right? Like it's a conversation of outcomes, not objections.
0: Correct. Right. It's it, it solutions right off the bat versus mm-hmm. having to um, let me get back to you or let me do this. Um, it, it's It's been a, and even the ones I've handled personally, like it's been outstanding and just, the reactionary like, Oh my God, I can't believe you reached out right away. Or I can't believe this is how the company um, connects and vice versa. Like it, it, it truly is game changing in the sense of um, feeding our reps, something that is go get it. Yeah. Because, like if you don't, then a manager is going to mm-hmm. take it or yeah. uh, whatever. Somebody's getting on it. Yeah. We're yeah. going to, we're going to, we're going to make sure we, we proactively um, connect and make sure that we execute on it because These are folks that are interested now. Yes. And that's the best part.
1: In the Club is powered by Club Colors. Club Colors is the premium marketing solution for all branded apparel and promotional products utilized to drive your brand awareness and brand success. From concept to doorstep, Club Colors can source over 9 million different product solutions, decorate your logo, create custom kitting solutions, manage all logistics, and build, manage and curate your company online store. The full, comprehensive all-in-one solution for your brand. Our brand promise is right solution, right place, right time. Allow Club Colors to create an inspiring brand experience for you and your team. Check us out at www.clubcolors.com.